Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I can take them to a place uh, personally that they can't get to themselves. Right back in this game. Big expectations. They got to buy into that, and it's not going to be comfortable at times. I pull and I root for the team because I know if the team's playing well and makes the people in the city excited and happy, you know, we're in this thing to win. This game is over! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Alter Platform. This is Cam Talbot. This is Carmen David from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. There's a voice that keeps on song and goon this is oilers now it's 1206 in edmonton it's a game night two of the top three scorers in the national hockey league going head to head patrick kane against Connor mcdavid the hawks are in town and this is oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor digitex pcs copiers supplies printers laptops it plotters software and now digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan saving your company money all your devices managed at digitex.ca. Back to the studio. Uh, our music maestro himself in terms of uh, getting us uh, some new music to play. The old school classic stuff, that's more up my milieu. But uh, who was that, Brendan Escott? That's a local band called F&M. They are, uh, it's made up of, uh, I'm not sure, they, either husband or wife, brother and sister perhaps, and Ryan and Rebecca Anderson, is, and they, again, from the Edmonton area. So. Awesome stuff. Love it. Love it. Keep it coming, man. It's good. It's good stuff. The Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks tonight, and it's a Tuesday on Oilers Now, which means Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women that work in the Alberta horse racing industry. So Speck will join us at 1230 till uh, 130. Reed Wilkins will slide by around 1222. We'll have comments coming up in our Oilers Now audio vault with Keith Gretzky, Ken Hitchcock, Oscar Kleffbaum, who's back in, and Darnell Nurse, as well as Kyle Brodziak. We'll also have NHL today for elite promotional marketing in this hour. Uh, I bet you, I, I will go second hour with that. Do want to tell you, here's how you can reach us. River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. They have Neil McCoy, February 9th at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. And you can text us on our 630-630 Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan Escott at Brendan Escott. And we will tell you this. 
The first code word for our Join the Team contest will be revealed at some point in today's show. When you hear the word, enter it at 630chad.com for your chance to win a prize pack that includes you appearing in the Oilers team photo, a custom Oilers jersey, a night at Oilers practice with myself and Reed and Jack Michaels, and a VIP experience on March 11th when the Edmonton Oilers host Ryan Strom and the New York Rangers. The winner will be announced February 26th. All the details are up on 630chad.com. All right. Cam Talbot starting in goal tonight. Here is, uh, that's one of the storylines, but the big story, the return of Oscar Clefbaum. And uh, today, Ken Hitchcock was asked on how Clefbaum will be deployed. Well, this is when coaches are idiots. Um because we all start off, we got a long-term plan, we're going to ease him in in that last four shifts, and then we're playing him the same as when he played. Look, when he played for us, everybody knows he played 25 to 27 minutes, all hard minutes, all against top players. The only difference is that he won't run the first unit on the power play. But we need him badly killing penalties, obviously. We need his heavy minutes, and him and Larson were the one and two and the, and the first pair. And so we're going to put him right back in that situation. The only change will be that he won't play in the first unit on the power play. He'll play in the second. We really like what Darnell's doing there. We really like the way the power play is right now. That's the only change you're going to see. But we're all, we're all saying, well, we're going to ease him in. But I guarantee you at the end of the night, he's going to play 25 minutes. So. All right. So uh, Ken Hitchcock talking about the return of Oscar Clefbaum, the Oilers' top defenseman, had this to say on his recovery. It's getting better every day. Um, obviously, it was, uh, it's been a painful couple of months here. Um, sitting in the press box is nothing you want to do, really. Um, so I'm just very, very excited to, to, to play the game tonight, for sure, and come back just to be in the locker room with the guys, talking with them, and, and be a part of the team. It's, it's, um, it's something that I've been missing a lot. Edmonton Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Evander Kane's a special player. Just ask Darnell Nurse. It just depends where on the ice you are with him, where in your shift you are. Um, he's one of the best players in the league for a reason. He's a uh, guy that comes out every night. He's a difference maker each and every night. So it's a, it's a big challenge when, when you're on the ice. All five, all six guys got to be uh, be aware of where he is. And, um, you know, like I said, what, what uh, point of the game it is. You know what? Uh, Evander Kane is a really good player. Patrick Kane's a lot better player than Evander. That was Darnell Nurse talking about defending uh, Patrick Kane. Kyle Brodziak, the Oilers looking to build on a couple uh, weekend losses in OT. It's something to build off and something to, uh, you know, we got to feel good about the way we played. And if we know that if we keep playing like that, uh, the wins are going to start coming for sure. All right, that's Kyle Brodzik. As we're in the Orders Now Audio Vault for direct workwear for product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovation. Directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. Bob Stauffer with you, along with Brendan Escott. So it's the Edmonton Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks. Here's the storylines. Connor McDavid up front with Milan Lucic and Ty Ratty. McDavid, two goals, six points, last four games. Had uh, two goals and assist on the weekend in Philadelphia and in Montreal. Leon Dreisaitl scored twice against Canadians. He'll again be with Tobias Reeder who is does not have a point, uh, check that, does not have a goal this season. He's got 59 shots on goal. He's yet to score. Yikes. Alex Chason's got 17, but he's only got one goal in his last 11 games. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Jujar Kara and Zach Cassian. And then Kyle Brodziak with Brad Malone and, yes, the Pugliarvi. So the Oilers will keep the forward lines the same. 
defensively. Edmonton, Oscar Kleppbaum missing 21 games. Oilers went 6-12-3 with him out. He'll be with Adam Larson. Darnell Nurse, who played 29-24 against Philly in 26 minutes against Montreal with Chris Russell and Kevin Gravel, along with Matthew Benning. That means the Oilers will sit both Brandon Manning and Alexander Petrovich. Of course, yesterday, the organization assigned Andre Sekera to the American Hockey League on a conditioning stint. We're inevitably going to see a move here at some point when Sekera's uh, ready to play. The Oilers will have to activate him off LTIR, and they'll need to clear some cap space, and that'll likely mean two moves will be made. Could involve, theoretically, both Petrovich and Manning on a night in which Drake Kajula returns and plays on the top line for the Chicago Blackhawks. Cam Talbot will start. He's 9-13-3, a 3.34 goals against average, and an 8.93 save percentage. Now, you're going to say whatever you're going to say about the situation with uh, Manning. And if you recall my comments at the time that the trade was made, I understood the Petrovich trade. I was confused by the Brandon Manning trade at that time. should be noted. I think Manning actually has played better than Petrovich since uh, coming to Edmonton. When the Oilers made the deal, and believe what you want to believe, but at that time, they weren't sure where Andre Sekera was back in his recovery. Oscar Clefbaum was basically out uh, for several more weeks at that stage. And then we had... Uh, some doubt about when Chris Russell was going to return. The orders have been bombed at home by San Jose, so Peter Shirelli felt the orders needed to go get some guys that could at least play. Now, many would argue, why didn't they call up guys like Ryan Stanton and uh, Keegan Lowe? And those are fair arguments. The end result here is this is going to, this theoretically, uh, down the road, could just add to, and, and we don't want to kick a man when he's down. He's gone as general manager of the hockey team. But uh, logic dictates something could be happening here moving forward with Manning and Petrovich. And ironically, Drake Kajula, the last time the Edmonton Oilers played the Chicago Blackhawks, Kajula had two of the four goals for the Oilers playing on the line that night with Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Tonight, it looks like Kajula will be a Taze and Kane. Kajula, by the way, one goal in 10 games in Chicago. Dylan Strom, Alex Debrinkit, two guys that played for Chris Knobloch in Erie. Debrinkit had 251-goal seasons and a 65-goal season. Uh, Strom, 129 and 111 points in back-to-back years. Strom actually won the scoring race in McDavid's last year in junior. McDavid was off at the World Juniors. Dominic Cahoon, who Leon Dreisaitl pushed the Oilers to sign, uh, last season after the Olympics is on the right side. So Taze with Kajula and Kane. Uh, Kane tied with McDavid, four points behind Nikita Kucherov for top spot in the NHL scoring race. Uh, David Kampf with Brandon Saad, who's picked up his game of late, and Kruger. And then uh, back in the lineup, Chris Kunitz on left wing with Artem Anisimov. Artem Anisimov's the fourth-line center for Chicago. He's got 20, 22, and 20 goals the last three years. And John Hayden out of Yale on the right side. On defense... Duncan Keith with uh, Brent Seabrook. Both players have played 14 years for the Hawks. Of course, like Tazen Kane and Corey Crawford in goal, winners of three Stanley Cups. Uh, Hawks will have Slater Cuckoo with Connor Murphy in his second pairing and Carl Dahlstrom with former Edmonton Oilers draft pick Eric Gustafson in the third pairing. Gustafson's playing 22 minutes a game. He's got 10 goals and 33 points this season. The Oilers selected him fourth round in 2012, did not sign him. 
and he was subsequently signed by Chicago in 2015. I don't have a start. Do we have a starter confirmed yet for the Hawks? We will work on that for you. What's it? Okay, uh, we believe it's Cam Ward starting goal, the Red Deer Rebel uh, graduate. So it's the Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, speaking of potential roster moves for Edmonton, I asked Keith Gretzky that question, interim general manager, when we were in Montreal on Sunday, and Brendan Escott's been kind enough uh, to dig up uh, uh, the quotes. Let's get to that right now. Well, of course, you know, you you don't want to make a move just to make a move, and, and it means waiver guys or, or just to trade the trade. We have to feel that it's best for a club today and tomorrow. And, uh, you know, it's only been a week that, uh, you know, we've changed things up. So, you know, we're always looking, and, and if the deal is there, it's there. We'll, we'll you know, pull a trigger, but nothing's come up, and, and uh, trust me, we're looking, but it's hard. It's hard to make a good real deal unless you're moving good players for good players. And again, uh, the Oilers made a couple deals from a weak, uh, position of weakness coming off that San Jose loss at home. They added Manning. They gave up Kajula. They traded a third-round draft choice in Weidman, uh, who proved not to be a Western Conference type of player. Florida ultimately waived Weidman um, and got Alexander Petrovich. And right now, neither of them are in the lineup. We'll talk a bit about that when we come back with Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. You're listening to Oilers Now, Edmonton and Chicago tonight at Rogers Place. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. After a 21-game massive absence, Clefbaum returns to the lineup. Uh, again, the Oilers have gone 6-12-3 without Clefbaum. They were 17-12-2 with him in the lineup. He'll be paid, paired with Adam Larson. Darnell Nurse will remain with Chris Russell. I'm going to hazard a guess that Chris Russell will play fewer minutes. Uh, maybe even Nurse, who's climbed up to 24 minutes a game. Gravel. And uh, the Oilers made the tough decision. The easy decision would have just to have played Brandon Manning with uh, Matthew Benning. But Gravel, I think, on the weekend was the better of the two defensemen. So he stays in. Matt Benning as well. Let's bring aboard inside the game. Inside. Uh, What's what's the name of your show? Again? Inside Sports. Inside uh, Inside Sports. Reed Wilkins. I was going to say Inside the Game Analyst. Rob. That's Brown. Rob. Yes. Uh, inside Sports. Reed Wilkins. Reed. Let's start with the return of Clefbaum. What it means to the hockey team. Well, hopefully it means a lot. I, I mean, I, I love Hitch's comments today. This is this this is where coaches are idiots. We go in with a plan, thinking to limit minutes, and then we realize a few shifts into the game how often you need that guy out, out on the ice. So he won't be on the first unit power play. He will still play a lot. The, the biggest difference for me is uh, effective transitioning of the puck up the ice. Like, not just getting it out, not just maybe dumping it to an area, actually making a pass where a forward can make a productive play with it. That That's one thing that the orders have been lacking. Hopefully that's going to help. There's another interesting stat, Bob, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, too, how much this ties into Clefbaum. The Oilers... Save percentage, team save percentage with Oscar Clefbaum in the lineup uh, is not great, but it's 903. And they were five games above 500 with him in the lineup. Yeah. In the 21 games he's been out, the team save percentage is 882. Yep. Uh, so is that a result of two goalies who are having up and down seasons? Or can you tie in Clefbaum's absence to that, that they're being wow. outshot? that they've been in their zone a little too much, that no one's killing the cycles, no one's cutting off passes, and, and, and again, that they're no not getting the puck up ice. So I think, yeah. I think some of that is on the goalies, no doubt about it, but I think you can factor in Clefbaum's so that, absence So that's a, a team save percentage stat with Clefbaum in the lineup? 
Yes. Okay, so does that include empty net goals? Because the Oilers were close in games and gave up empty netters. They're probably even higher with the actual goaltender save percentage when they got the Guardian in. I, I'm, I'm telling you that right now because they had, in the first 28 or 29 games of the year, they probably had at least eight or nine empty net goals against that would totally skewer that stat and drive it even further down. So, yes, it like for me, it's uh, it's a big return. I know there was a discussion on Sekra. I don't know what the expectation is for Sekra when he comes back. Let's get into a topic that is going to infuriate the Oilers fan base, and that's that the assets that were given up to acquire Petrovich and Manny. So I'm not. I, I can't convince people to not think the way they want to think. So that, that's fine. You believe what you want to believe. Do you buy the conversation place or? Their perspective that they weren't sure on Russell's return at the time of the injury, uh, the time that they made the deal for the two defensemen, and they knew that Clefbaum wasn't back for weeks, and they knew Sekiro wasn't back for weeks. So basically, you know, three of their top five defensemen were not available. Does that justify the transactions and the acquisition price for either of the two players, in your opinion? No, and, and I said it at the time. And what did I say about Manny? A, a lot of us, a lot of us, none of us, really, none of I mean, us. Petrov- yeah. I, I realize Petrovich is scratched. And he has been, and I, I know that doesn't look good, but I understood the risk there. You had two third-rounders, you give up one for security, and his contract is up at the end of the year. If if they have to walk away from Petrovich, okay, they walk away from him. Yeah. But it was a bit of an overcompensation, I, I thought, to bring in Manning. And, and here's the thing. If you want to trade Drake Kajula, okay, you can trade Drake Kajula. You want to acquire Brandon Manning? Okay, you could acquire Brandon Manning. But the two players for each other, especially given Manning's contract, never really made sense. Now, could you look? Granted, he only has one goal since Chicago. He hasn't gone and lit it up. He's playing on their top line. But he line. is playing with, with Taves and Kane. And I had John Weidman on Inside Sports last night who does the play-by-play on WGN, and, and he said Kajula goes to the tough areas. He makes a nuisance of himself. He can play with some grit. Those were his strengths uh, here in about- Edmonton. No, he didn't bring it every night. That was the thing for Drake. He'd have a good five- or six-game run. He might get, you know, two goals and four or five points, and then he might have one point in the next five or six. That's kind of who he was. But at least he brought something at times that the Oilers are missing. Well, the Oilers are short two forwards, okay? And they're two forwards worse than they were at the start of the year. The Strom trade for Spooner, which I 100% was Shirelli's trade. Spooner was a player that he drafted. Um that trade never made any sense from the beginning. You trade a third-line center who was accepted of his role, who paired with Jujar Kara, right. was the best uh, PK unit the Oilers had forward-wise up front, who was not great in face-offs, but at least another right shot o- or option. You he trade- was finding a role on the team. As opposed, he was probably never going to get the points you were hoping for. won't even get into the fact that okay. he was friends with McDavid, and you trade him for Spooner, a guy who... What is he? We don't even know what he is. So that... So, if you look at the body of work this season, this is what drives people nuts. And then, you, so they need two forwards. They trade Strom away for a guy that's in the minors. They trade Kajula, who again, another Ontario guy, ran a bit with McDavid. Right, those guys. You know, you'd see him in the pictures at Rogers Place whenever acts and bands were in town. And Kajula is what he is. He's a a swing forward that can play anywhere from your first first year fourth line. Yep, and he's going to frustrate you some nights. Sure. And you had already but- picked up. Alexander Petrovich that day, and that's what made the uh, confluence of events. So the only justification is they must have really been concerned about Russell's return to the lineup, and uh, and we're just trying. But I'm telling you, 
Reed, when that happens, organizations get kicked in the teeth. And today, regarding those moves, you got an organization that's getting kicked in the teeth because I'm seeing it right now in the text line. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and 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 the Oilers too are in a situation where even if they had, uh, you know, Tyler Dello wrote a piece on on the weekend on the Athletic, and I know speaking of someone's. To, that some people would like to kick in the teeth, but you know, he wrote that. It, it, I think he said if the Oilers had eight more goals for, statistically that probably means three points, three more points in the standings. Well, could a Stroman Kajula maybe had yes added four or five goals to the lineup and maybe have two more points in the standings? I mean, even that would make a big difference. So I get, it. I get the criticism of those deals, but they got to move forward. And I think a, a, a medium-term story will be activating, uh, potentially activating Secra and what they do to get yep. under the cap. Reed, uh, make the call. What's happening tonight, man? I know you love it when I put you on the spot like this. 4-1 Oilers. I'll even give a score today. All right. Thanks, Reed. Uh, that's Reed Wilkins. Keep your headset on from Inside Sports. Mark Spector coming up. Stoffer Inspector 4, Horse Racing Alberta. When we return after a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.